right, we are back here at the Chuck and Ruck Show. Today we have a special episode. We are looking at the rankings for the top 10 running backs heading into the 2022 season. Um, we are going to start with number 10 of the Denver Broncos, Javante Williams. Well, <clears throat> first and foremost, the number honorable mentions need to get kicked in first. Honorable mentions had to get mentioned here. Uh, first honorable mention, Austin Eckler, who I feel should have been, in, who I personally felt should have been number in the top ten. The guy who didn't have, who didn't have thousand yards, but nine hundred eleven, but fits in perfectly into the scheme that that the Chargers run. Who, again, I feel as though. And we'll get into this, and we'll get into this much later. But I feel the Chargers is going to have themselves a heck of a year, and pers- and thanks in large part to Mister Austin Eckler. Eckler fits in perfectly to what the Chargers do. Um, he is a perfect counterpart to uh, Justin Herbert in the backfield. I like Austin Eckler a lot. He he is a perfect counterpart to him, and I think he should get mentioned to top ten. Another honorable mention, which we had this discussion earlier, Ezekiel Elliott. Zeke. Yeah. Zeke is a guy that just lives off a name and name alone who I I just don't know. Yeah, Yeah, he had a good season last year, but I just don't know if Zeke could still be the same guy that we remember and. Tony Pollard is coming up on that team, and I don't know. I think I think we're beginning to see the beginning of the end with Ezekiel Elliott, which Tony yeah. Pollard may be on the on the doorstep of stardom with in Dallas, in my personal opinion. Speaking of guys who is on their way out, and this may be his last year, Saquon Barkley with the Giants. Saquon yeah, Barkley, Saquon Barkley won Rookie of the Year, which, in my opinion, he shouldn't have been Rookie of the Year. I think that just should have been to Baker. Which, by the way, they sure by the way there, Chuck. <laughs> no, they sure by the way. Oh yeah. <laughs> but anyways, uh, Barkley won Rookie of the Year, which I think Baker should have won, but that's a whole other issue. Barkley is a tremendous talent, but that guy has not been healthy the last couple of years, and I just don't know if Barkley is the same guy that we once remembered. Um, I, I think I think he's definitely on his last. This is his last chance for him to show something. If not, he's definitely on his way. He's definitely on his way out of, of New York. And like, like one one of the biggest knocks that I've always heard on. Um... You know, on on Barkley is that he, you know, he's um he's just inconsistent. Like, you know, when when he's on, you know, it's like no one can can stop him. But you know, a lot of games, man, he just disappears. I mean, he he he's you know, like physically, this dude look like a freaking. You know, like a god, like the, the way this guy's built, and like between him and Nick Chubb, you know, I, I would like to see who who can who can squat more weight. 
more on TikTok <laughs> later, but Saquon's ability to be elusive, to be elusive and to be as big as he is and as elusive he is, it, it's a it's a crazy it's a crazy matchup. But like I said, I think his injury I think his injuries held him back from being something special. And like I said, this is his last year to show what he's worth. And if he can't stay healthy and if he can't stay consistent, then he's on his last wedding. I think I think this is I think this is make or break for him. I get it. The Giants offensive line has not been great these last few years. Like Nate Solder, the guy they broke all that money to to be their left cap uh, left tackle, has been an absolute failure. And he basically just cashed in all that money for nothing. But having said that, I mean, not not comparing listen, not comparing him in no way, shape, or form to this guy. But how many years have we seen Barry Sanders play under abysmal offensive lines, and yet that guy has turned in a Hall of Fame career? How many times have we seen Stephen Jackson play under abysmal offensive lines, and yet that guy has been the model of consistency for over ten years with the St. Louis Rams? I mean. Just because you may have, just because your offensive lines have may have been awful, doesn't mean that you just can't. You still have to be able to produce. I mean, I'm not saying Barkley is that guy. It's those guys to that level, but you still have to be able to produce to some degree. I mean, we're gonna get on Chubb later. I mean, but we'll get on Chubb later. But hell, when Chubb was here in his second year, offensive line was not good. And yet the guy was second in the league in rushing. I mean, just I'm just throwing that out there. But to the top ten, and you mentioned Javante Williams from Denver. Um, I love Javante Williams, and he's only and his role with Denver is only going to get bigger now. Now that Russell Wilson is there, I'm calling uh, Chuck. I'm calling it right now as I see it. Right now, knock in it right now. Javante Williams is gonna be a top five running back this season. I'm calling it right now. What what do you mean? In in, in rushing yards yes. or, or overall? Yes. yes. Javante Williams will be a top five running back in rushing yards this season. He is incredibly talented. The guy was I love that dude the moment he got drafted. I thought he was incredibly talented. I thought that. He, I thought that he should have gained more of a look compared to Melvin Gordon. I thought they, Melvin Gordon was taking looks away from him. I get it. Gordon was, they, they had a two back system and Gordon should have got his looks, but I thought Javante Williams should have gotten more of touches and looks versus him. Javante Williams is a two, it's a two way back that could do multiple things in that backfield catch. He could run, he could catch, he, he could do it all. And I think adding Russell Wilson to that team is just going to make him even better. I look for Javante Williams, and I'll call it right now. If it, if it had barn injury or barn anything catastrophic, I see Javante Williams being a top five running back this year in rushing yards. I'm calling it like I see it. Yeah, I think, um, you know, I, I like young dude. You know, he's still very young, very green. You know, he had, what, to his third year? I think yes. this is his third year in the league. I think this is actually his – I think this might be his second year. Oh, no, second, this is his second okay. year. Okay. Yeah, because he was a rookie last year out of North Carolina. Last year, he was a rookie out of North Carolina. So, this is his second year. 
Yeah, I think um, I think Russell's ability to get the ball down the field, you know, it's not going to do – it can't do nothing else but open up running lanes, you know, for Williams. So. And not to mention that the weapons that Denver has on their passing game is just going to make it better. Remember, he has K.J. Hamler. Like, yeah, he has K.J. Hamler. He has Cortland Sutton. He has Jerry Judy to throw to. So that just means that there's more lanes and more running room for Javante Williams just to get to. Like, mm-hmm. like I said, I, I I expect a big year out of Javante Williams and possibly Denver. Do I think do I think Denver may go to the Super Bowl? Probably not. I don't think so. I, I, I don't think they'll get I don't think they'll get to the Super Bowl because I just think I think their division is going to be a dogfight. But I think Denver is going to make that division incredibly interesting. Very, very interesting. Oh, yeah. Moving that, on to that, number nine. That division, you know, when it's all said and done, it might be the toughest in the um, toughest in the, in the, in the NFL. You know, it's going it to be a lot be of good teams fighting. That division and AFC North, that's going to be the biggest dogfight in, in the entire NFL. Like, I'm t- I know people sit here and people sit here and think like, oh, Pittsburgh may take a step back, but you can never sleep on Pittsburgh. You just can't. And I know people may think about Kenny Pickett. Oh, his hands is too strong. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know about Pits- that. Pittsburgh, they still got that unbelievable defense. And absolutely, you know, they absolutely they got a good good running back. We gonna get to here in a minute, but and, you yes. know, they definitely. You know, I, 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 I think they're gonna be in the running, you know. But it's I don't I don't see them winning the division. You know, maybe they might sneak in with a wild card, but who knows? Quite possibly. But moving right along to number nine, and I feel bad for this guy this year. I really feel bad for this guy. Number nine, Aaron Jones, Green Bay Packers. I really really feel bad for him this year. He's going to have a workload the likes of which we have not seen since the 90s. <laughs> <laughs> Man, he's going to have himself a workload this year. You talk about a guy that's going to get carries after carries after carries. Like, I, I get it. I get it. Aaron, Aaron Rodgers is going to sit here. He's going to like try to make work out of Christian Watson and all his other new wideouts he get. But that trust is going to be thin with those wide receivers. So you got to go. You got to go with someone reliable. Look no further than Aaron Jones. Now, now Aaron Jones is talented. I get it. He definitely will be talented. And he definitely can, st- he definitely can make it happen. But, man, that breakdown, whoo. I wouldn't wish that on my worst enemy. <laughs> oh boy, but Aaron Jones will get a workout this year. He will definitely get it. Yeah, they um, you know, I I I definitely see more a more reliance upon him. You know, since um, since what, what's the call? It went the went over to the Raiders. Mm-hmm. You know, they're going. They're gonna definitely call call upon his number, but um, AJ Dillon, you know they they other running back, you know I I can see him 
you know, getting getting some touches and, you know, doing this thing, you know, I don't think it's going to eat into um, Aaron Jones' stats or anything. But, you know, they – I think they might have a running back, not quite 50-50 running back by committee, but, you know, I definitely see – I definitely see Green Bay relying more on the run this year and, you know, allowing other guys an opportunity so so they won't burn them out, you know, so Aaron Jones, he can last the full season. Well, that is Matt LaFleur's offense. He His offense is reliance on running the football. So we are going to see more of that, dual, that double-headed monster of A.J. Dillon and Aaron Jones, but – at the end of the day, when it's all said and done, expect old reliable and Aaron Jones to be called upon more times than ever before. Like AJ Dillon will be called upon, but I do believe at some point we're going to be seeing more of Aaron Jones in this case. Will he last a season? I believe I believe at some point he will, but I expect a couple of injuries. I don't I don't wish that upon nobody. No, of course not. I, I expect I just expect that that work Laurel is going to be massive upon him until Aaron Rodgers can develop the trust and can he re- does the talent does the talent that and why and Christian Watson and they drafted another wide receiver. I can't think of the name, but until that trust can be developed when the wide receivers they got in the second and third round. Moving on to number eight. Oh boy, Najee Harris from Pittsburgh. Yeah, now this is probably my first um, question mark about the list. Not because he's not a really dynamic player, because this might be actually, much as I dislike Pittsburgh, this might be too low for this guy, man. He's, yeah, I, I think he's he should a monster. I think he should be higher. Considering uh, Pittsburgh's run, offensive line was not good at all last year, like it. Well, I won't say it wasn't bad, but it was, like, below average, and yet the guy chucked up 1,200 yards rushing last year. Yeah, he should be higher. He should be top five, in my opinion. He definitely should be. And he should only get better. He should only get better, basically. Mm -hmm. And, they, you know, they definitely going to rely on him this year. He might, you know, he might have over 300 rushes. Yeah, he definitely will have over 300 rushes because at some point, because at some point during the year, um, I'm calling like I can see Kenny Pickett is going to take over this year at some point. Like we've seen enough at Mitch Trubisky, he's not the answer. He's definitely not the answer quarterback. At some point, Kenny Pickett. Well, well, Pittsburgh hoping to catch lightning in the bottom, like with uh, Tennessee did with Tannehill. Right. You know, I don't like you said. I've I haven't seen any type of star quality from um, Trubisky since he's been in the league. Right. You know, so, you know, it's it should be Kenny Pickett's job, you know, by the end of this, probably by the middle of the season, but definitely by the end of the season, you know, he's going to be firm in that QB1 spot. Right. Right. Like I said, when Kenny Pickett will be there by the end of the season, I do agree with you. But And when that time comes, Najee Harris will be, definitely called upon to do it. And he will definitely handle it. And Najee Harris will be the reason that Pittsburgh will stay firm in that playoff push. He's that talented. Definitely that talented. Their defense is always going to be ready to call upon. 
I don't think Kenny Pickett, I don't think Pickett will be ready to have them in the playoff chase yet, but I think in about a year or so, he will be. But Najee Harris will definitely keep that team interested. He, boy, it's a a crazy situation to think about that our entire division is just incredibly loaded. Yeah, boy. Think about it. Our division is loaded with No easy games. You know, we definitely like you have definitely got our work cut. You got Chubb, you got Najee Harris, you got Joe Mixon. Hell, J.K. Dobbins is talented in his own right. He should be he could be starting for pretty much almost every other team in this league. If it wasn't like he could be starting his own right for anybody else. Just like our division is just loaded for running backs. Like, it's a crazy thing just to think about. Moving on to number seven. And I'm going to be honest with you. If it wasn't for his injury history, his last couple of years, him just constantly being injured. Oh, yeah. He, he be, should he be, be number, number one. one. Oh, he yeah, should definitely far. be he... number one. Hell, you can make a case. He's probably the – you can make a case. He's probably the best damn football player in the entire league, in my personal opinion. Mm-hmm. But injuries keep this dude out of anything, and that's Christian McCaffrey. Yeah, it's going it's going to be a you know another crazy year because you know if Baker wins a starting job like Baker's not that guy to make the game easier for his running backs. I think it's the opposite like if you're not running the ball well you know, I think you're going to have an issue with Baker as your quarterback. So Yes, absolutely. They're going to definitely agree. If your running back is running the ball, just make it easy, Baker becomes a hell of a lot a better quarterback. But if you are struggling to run the football, Baker is diff- is more difficult to be out there to be successful with, which is why this – I think this season for Carolina is a make-or-break year for so many different occasions because – if Baker is successful and Chris McCaffrey is healthy out there, you have yourself a hell of a one-two combination out there for real. Like, we already know what Chris McCaffrey is capable of. Like, this dude is – I hate – like, I, and yes, I'm going to say this, and I don't care what nobody say. This dude is Marshall Falk levels of just crazy talented. Yes, Whoa, I said there, that. Sally, yes, Falk. I said that. That dude is Marshall Falk levels of talent. I mean, what was the last time you seen a dude that's a thousand thousand a, t- a running back? No, that that don't happen. That doesn't. It happen. don't. It don't. The problem with him is just he can't stay healthy. That's his only gripe. He cannot stay healthy. But but and like I said, with Baker. You had that guy as your running back with Baker? Possibilities is endless with potentially with Carolina, but inconsistency yeah, is I, inconsistency I, is like I the think, black guy with the Panthers. I think Baker Mayfield's his play action game is underrated. Like it I It is underrated. It is very him, underrated. Like how how he hide the ball. You know, it's it's like it looked like a run, like he had the ball to the very last second, and it just fling out of there. Imagine playmaker with this guy though, 
have a playmaker with that guy as your running back. That's broken. Mm-hmm. That is broken. But like, I mean, you know, let's let's be frank. What's the what's the chances this dude lasts past half the first half of the season? And that's the biggest problem. Like, like I said, Carolina Panthers is the is the model of inconsistency. They are not a consistent team at all. Either injury stopping or just bad play. Like last year. What was it last year? They started off and had that hot start, and next day, you know, everything just fell apart. <laughs> yeah. Like everything. Sam Darnold. Sam Darnold started off the year looking like, holy snap, the dude, the dude looked like a franchise QB all of a sudden. <laughs> next thing you know, that everything fell off. And, the wheels and, fell off, the windows, everything. And, and he was letting everybody know. He was sticking his chest out and beating it. Sticking and... his chest out. Acting like, he, <laughs> like he was the man and everything. And next thing you know, oh, first bad game, he started to see ghosts again and everything. It, it just, here, it was it, Here comes Baker. Yep. You know, it's... I would like to see that team on hard knocks. If I had a choice, I, I would watch that. Watch that. Shoot, this offseason would have been the perfect time for them to be on hard knocks, considering the fact that Ben McAdoo was their head coach. Oh, yeah. Head coach the offensive coordinator, which you forced, forced Matt Rule and company to hire offensive coordinator. Yeah, we see how that go. Remember when we, when Hugh Jackson was forced to hire Todd Haley as offensive coordinator? Yeah, how that went. Mm-hmm. My thoughts exactly. Oh, number oh, yeah. six. N- number six. This is your no boy. Mixing. Now, if there was any guy that is underrated in this league that does not get props, that's Joe Mixon. I, I mean, I, I agree with you. I, I think he is a bit underrated. You know, nobody really talk about him when they, you know, mention the best best players in the league. But for some reason, it just seems like Mixon has been in the league for a very long time. It does seem why. like that. It seems like Mixon has been in this league for almost 10 years, but he's only been in here for, like, what, four? Mm-hmm. Like, four years? But it seems like he's been in for, like, 10. Yeah, like I, the entire time I've worked at, like, the entire time I've been <laughs> in at, at, what you call it, like, at Jack. <laughs> yeah, he, you know, I, I guess because we see him twice a year, and, you know. Basically, every- so, yeah, basically. But if there's anyone that is the model of uh, of unappreciated and underrated, Joe Mixon is that guy. Joe Mixon does not get no respect in this league and, and no type of praise. That dude is as talented as they come at running back. As they come, and that guy showed—he showed out last year for how good he is. And if and it showed when he finally had Joe Burrow, when Joe Burrow as his QB and Jamar Chase as his as his wideout, like that dude was getting everything, everything freed up. That dude is something special, and I think he's on. And I think he's only going to get better and better and better. Because now, for the first time, for the first time in his career, he has an offensive line to play with now. He's going to have actual protection, like legit protection to, in front of him. Yeah, so, yeah. C- Cincinnati, they, you know, they, they spent a lot of assets beefing up that line this year. Yes, which they definitely needed. So, I, I hey, I would not be surprised if I call, I call Javante Williams top five in Russia. I see the same thing once again in Joe Mixon. He'll be top five in rushing as well. Like, definitely. Speaking of five, 
Alvin Kamara, New Orleans Saints. This dude is always the model of consistency when it comes to running backs. Another guy that can do everything. <laughs> I never yeah, I, I don't I don't know why they was trying to trade him. I mean, you know, the guy he always producing, like he I, I think I think he step on the field, is, he he doing this thing. I think the issue was though with him was a couple of things. Number one, the Saints are you could tell that the Saints are a potential rebuilding year. I think like the glory days are behind him, so they probably are looking to rebuild. And also Last year was kind of a down year for him. He only had 1,337 yards in uh, total production last year, and his yards per carry last year was a career low. He only had 3.7. So everything was kind of a down year for for, uh, Alvin Kamara. Yeah, he he missed a couple games last year. Yeah, yeah, he did, actually. But um, he... um, I guess I guess the burden because uh, Winston started last year, the, the more emphasis was put on him because they knew he was getting the ball more. So more safeties was put in the box on him. So as you all know, you put we have like seven or eight in the box against the running back, you're not going to have many free lanes as before. Yeah, so, plus, he, plus he's what, 27 now. That's 26 getting up years there. old, actually. That's 26. getting up there, running back age. Yes, it is. Oh. So it's the beginning of so you can almost assure, like, he's kind of, like, on the beginning of the decline and everything. So that's why I guess they wanted to try to trade him. But I think he might have one more good year in him. But I think, I think yeah, we're at the beginning of the end with Kamara. But he's had a hell of a career. Mm. Number four. Speaking of guys that might be on the end of his career, number four, Dalvin Cook. Oh, yeah. Dalvin Cook, he like a truck, man. He is like a truck, but I don't know. Unpopular opinion. I'm not that big of a fan of Dalvin Cook like everybody else is. I don't see why not. This dude, man, he... Okay, Dalvin Cook is a touchdown machine. I get that. All that all Dalvin Cook does is score touchdowns. I, I get it. He is a truck. He is a freaking Mack truck, and all he does is get touchdowns. I 100% get that. I 100% get it. But I don't know. It's just... I just feel that that dude should be better. Maybe that's just me. But I just get the feeling that he should be better. Maybe maybe I'm just tripping. Maybe, Maybe I'm a plague... Maybe I am a plague of the hot take error on this one. But I just feel he should be better than what he is. Yeah, I, I I still, you know, I I think he gonna have a he gonna have another um great season. You know, he's um, you know that dude. He he hard to bring down. Ain't, you he know, is no, ain't no hard one right now. Ain't no one person gonna tackle him. No, he he like you said, the dude is a max truck. That dude is you're not bringing down. You are not bringing that dude down by no stretch of the imagination. <laughs> <laughs> like you are not bringing him down at all. Speaking of guys that is impossible to bring down, and and I'm just saying this right now. I know he's number three. I get it. I know he's number three, but I don't care what nobody says, in my opinion. And you can call it a homer pick. We can call it a homer pick. We can say whatever. This guy is the best running back 
in football. I'll take this to my grave. This is the best running back in football. Number three, Nick Chubb. Yeah, this Nick, guy Nick, has Nick sat Chubb, here. He, he definitely, he's definitely, you know, top two or three in the league. This guy is the, consistent. The, every only, the only thing I say about Nick Chubb, I don't know if his stats are going to be that. I mean, he's going he gonna to do well, but as far as putting up, like, great, super great numbers, I don't know if he's going to do it because the Browns got a crowded backfield this year. No, they brought, they, their backfield is definitely crowded, but I think that's what makes them better because if there's one thing that Nick Chubb, that, that he does that is impressive, is his ability to get uh, yards per carry. Nick Chubb, over the last several years, averages over five yards per carry. That's unheard of. That is completely unheard of for a running back to do. Over five yards to carry, that's insane. Like, oh, And yes, you're 100% correct. Our running, our backfield is insane if you really look at it. Like, you got Kareem Hunt now. You got Deion, you got Dearness Johnson, who who completely emerged last year as a potential starter. Like, that guy could start for over, for almost half of the league if you really look at it. Yeah, and when you drafted Jerome Ford, who I, I remember that game we got slacked by New England. You know, he still had a good game. Yes, he did. Like Dearness Johnson could start for half of the league. And then we drafted Jerome Ford, who I personally feel is gonna be in the running for starter in about a couple of years. Like yeah. our backfield, our backfield has potential starters. But... I I think I think this is the last year we gonna have with um with um, what's Kareem his name? Hunt. Yeah, yeah. I, I think Hunt. this is correct because this is last year on this deal. Yeah, Plus, I think you know so we too. we got uh we got Ford. I can see Ford, you know, backing up Chubb, and like you said, and you know, two or three seasons he might take over. To, you know, depends on how. It, depends yeah, on how I, I kind of agree with that. I kind of agree. I think this is the last year for uh, I think this is the last year for him. But number two now. This guy is not human. <laughs> yeah. This guy is not human. Yeah. Jonathan Taylor. Oh, yeah. He's a... I say that for a reason. Do you do you know how many carries this dude has gotten when he was at Wisconsin? I know he carried it a lot. Yes. This guy got a mega ton load of carries at Wisconsin. And for this dude to come in here as a rookie and he got all those carries, but instantly just get carries and he still racked up 1800 yards as a racked up 1800 yards in the second year I will say this though by Jonathan Taylor and and I'm not trying to be negative I don't see how that dude is going to have a long career because the way this dude has taken punishment from his days at Wisconsin until now I don't know how he'll have a long career because that dude has taken carries like it wasn't nothing. Like this dude has took a punishment. I mean punishment. And he is, and the thing about him, he is not a finesse runner. That dude is down your throat. <laughs> oh yeah. He, he, 
statistically, he should be number one on this list heading into In my opinion, he should be number one. But we obviously know who is number one. And I I think he's only number one by reputation alone. (laughs) He's only number one by reputation. Like, let's, let's be... Let's be let's be blunt about that. He's only by there by reputation alone. Mm, and I and I don't think and me personally, I don't think that's fair. Obviously, number one is Derrick Henry, but Yeah, he, he missed a bunch of games. We're gonna see he how did, he, he missed back. a lot of games. He missed like the rest of the regular season and came back during the playoff game. But Derrick look, Derrick Henry, we obviously know is talented. He is a old school. He is a old school runner in the modern and with a minor touch to today's game. But Derrick Henry should not be number one. He's only number one by rep by name and reputation alone. Like to me, number one should have been Jonathan Taylor. The guy, what that guy did is pure old school. The guy is an old school runner. Like I said, he probably won't last long in this league, but what that dude did is just old school as they come. Derrick Henry is kind of old school, but with a minor flow. Nick Chubb is number two in my honest to God opinion, like flat out. I, I he's the, in my opinion, personal opinion, he's the best running back, but I'm not gonna take away what Jonathan Taylor did. That dude ran for 1,800 yards. Oh, like you deserve that praise, like for real, in my personal opinion. I mean, you know, much much as we, you know, think that. Derrick Henry may be on the down end. You know, he he still was beasting before he got hurt last year. I mean, you that's know, true. He did look, he did lead the league in rushing prior to his injury. I'll give him that. I will give him that. But by that time, the honors to still go to Jonathan Taylor by default. And my just that's just me though. Mm-hmm. That's just me. You know, he you know, Tyler was able to finish the season, so we you know, it's it's definitely gonna be interesting to to see how Henry bounced back. So, because you know, they're gonna need him. You know, that what's that? AJ Brown. Yes, he's gone now. Yeah. And Jalen Burks is going to be the game. Mm-hmm. Place him, but like I don't know if I mentioned to you this earlier. Now, though, I feel this is going to be the beginning of the end for Ryan Tannehill at quarterback for Tennessee. I just feel as though is that he wore out his welcome there. Um, I feel this is the beginning of the end. And I feel as though, like, Tennessee is going to be on the cusp of looking for a new quarterback. But that's that, that's just how I feel. Yeah, they – um, you know, Ryan, Ryan Tannehill, like, he – I don't know. He 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 had a couple couple good seasons. You know, got hot, but Tennessee, they have some pieces around him. It ain't like he, you know, was just tearing the league up. No, he's not. He's know, but... as he's as game management as they come. But I feel that can only get you so far unless you have some something in you that can step up when it matters the most. A la Troy Aikman. Troy Aikman was a game manager. He was the he's probably the greatest game management that ever lived. But when it mattered the most, he stepped up and made and made the plays when they really needed him. Yeah. But I'm just calling it like it is. Troy Aitman was nothing more than a game manager, in my personal opinion. 
and 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 Tennessee, they you know they they just drafted um Malik Wills. You know, I, I remember um Tiny here. What he said? It ain't my job to. Um, yeah, it to ain't mentor. your job to be a a, a a mentor to the guy. Well, yeah, that, you may not me, have to be a mentor to him because like you may not even be there any damn way. I'm to just me, saying. to me, you know that that was like an unnecessary comment. You know, you don't need to. Need to say that. I mean, that's your, you know, it, dude, it that's your ego is. just stepping in. That's your ego just stepping in the way and just sitting up here just feeling some type of way. Yeah, because because he, you know, he, you he, know, he, you he feel that heat. He, he, he feel that heat right. on the back Big of his Ben neck. said the same thing. Big Ben said that same crap years ago when uh, they drafted Mitchell, Tru- I'm not Mitchell Trubisky, when they drafted uh, Mason Rudolph. He said that same crap. Hell, I think Joe Flacco said the same thing when they drafted Lamar Jackson. Mm-hmm. So we, um, you know, I, I think for the most part, you know, like I said, this this running back is, uh, this running back list is, you know, is pretty solid. You know, I think we agree. Uh, I think it's, I think Henry. it's solid. I think uh, Joe Mixon, though, should be higher. Um, I think personally, Derrick Henry Donald should Taylor, be Donald number Taylor one. Should be number one. Chubb should be number two. Um, I will put Henry at number three. Eckler should be in the top ten, in my opinion. Um, I, I would probably move Najee Harris up. Najee Harris, you know he he should definitely yeah. Be I will move him five. up. I will move him up. So one last question. Who will lead the league in rushing this year? Um, who's gonna lead the league in rushing? Yes. Uh, probably Jonathan Taylor. If I, you know, if if I had to make a pick right now, you know, I, I would like to see what's gonna happen in um in training camp and stuff like that. But if I had to make a pick, I would probably go with Jonathan Taylor right now. I'm gonna go out on a limb here. I am going to probably say. I'm going to go with Nick Chubb. It all depends on what happens with what you call it. If Deshaun Watson gets suspended, I mean, the Watson, it all depends on Watson's suspension. The longer the suspension, the better the chance. Mm-hmm. And that's it. Well, thank you, folks, for checking us out. This has been another wonderful episode of the Chuck and Ruck Show, and we will catch you next time. Arigato.